You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Utah, give me two. Welcome in, everybody. Michael Govier, Benjamin Chase. We're here for the Palazzo Podcast. Prospects Power Half Hour. It's December 15th, 2022. Holiday season's in full swing. We're going to talk about the Sean Murphy trade. That's the big trade. We're going to look at it from a dynasty perspective. Of course, we're going to talk about all the players involved, not just Sean Murphy. But we're calling it the Sean Murphy trade because he's the big prize. He's the big piece. He's... Really the reason the trade happened. Without Sean Murphy, there is no trade. Is there, Benjamin? There isn't, and it's probably... I mean, really, the destination is the big surprise. Uh, I mean, if you were to look at of all the teams in major, in the major leagues who needed a catcher, I think the Braves might have been probably one of your bottom five. Uh, wow. Last year, they got, I, I think I've heard this statistic somewhere, they got, I think, the third or fourth most fan graphs war from the position of catcher of any team in the majors, and yet they went out and they acquired the biggest catching piece on the market, which, I mean, that kind of says something, you know, that they were willing yeah. to, to go out and make that kind of a move. That just, that says something, that they were willing to, you know, that's, that's Anthopolis for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, but to do it, there was some pretty big, pretty, it was a pretty big package as far as total players. Um, you know, you're, what you're dealing with, with the Braves here is you're dealing with the 30 rate 30th ranked farm system and it hasn't hit the wire yet, but I do have my top 100 that's scheduled to come out this evening of all the oh. top 100 Braves prospects. And uh, so that's coming out later tonight. Uh, but it is 
it took a big chunk out of my prospect list because there's like eight guys that went in this trade and it's the 30th ranked prospect system. So you're not, you're taking away guys that like I already had said that there wasn't a 50 grade prospect in this system. And you take away a lot of the guys that might be 40s and 45s, you're kind of eating away the really like halfway decent guys. I, I had told somebody out of the top 10, they took away three top 10 prospects in the system. But that mm-hmm. isn't saying a lot when you're talking about the 30th ranked system in the league. So that's a big difference. You know, people are trying to go, well, geez, they got three top 10 prospects from the Braves and they got Estuary Ruiz. The, the A's did pretty darn well. Yeah, but let's 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 dial that back down just a little bit here. So well, I think a lot of people are shitting on the athletics. In fact, I've seen all kinds oh, yeah. of people, including Nino Saris. Uh, talking about Estuary Ruiz's weak exit velocity and players that he was comp to in the majors right now. A lot of players that you really wouldn't want on your fantasy team outside of, I did see Abraham Toro was the only guy in there. And sometimes there's guys who are outliers. It does happen. But overall, Ruiz is a guy who doesn't, he doesn't sting the ball. I think is something that you said. If you don't sting the ball and pitchers aren't afraid of you crushing it, that's it. Like you are not going to be able to intimidate a pitcher and they're going to come at you with their hardest, fastest stuff. And it's going to be tough sledding as a major leaguer. So Ruiz, give us your bottom line at this point. Will I put this on the Twitter, uh, not Twitter poll. There's YouTube. Now I've been doing a lot more of the YouTube polls guys. So if you want to dive in, YouTube basically has feeds now and community stuff. I put a poll out that says in three years, Who wins this trade? Not now, because judging a trade winner now is the most ludicrous, pointless thing you could do ever, okay? But in three years, who wins this trade? So vote on that poll. But let's talk about Ruiz. Is he going to be someone that could be a solid starter in this league? You know, one of the things that I think, and and I did not, you know, I'll I'll be honest, I hadn't read uh, Eno's, evaluation to see if he took this away but one of the things i read uh from meg rowley uh with fan graphs is that she brought up is that a lot of the exit velocity data with ruiz does not take out the fact that he bunts so much that he would make whitey herzog blush (laughs) those teams back in the 80s with the cardinals they bunted a lot and yeah I mean, he bunts so much that he would make, you know, Vince Coleman uncomfortable. And well, that's, that's important piece of information. It, yes. I mean, so the amount of bunting that he does really drastically affects his overall hard hit data. But even if you take out his bunts, he is in the bottom 15% of upper level minor league players in hard hit data. So, I mean, that still means he's got some pretty weak contact going on. Yes. That uh, I think, you know, if you would go into, you know, put in a plug for our our Palazzo podcast uh, uh, chat that we get going on out on the Discord, but Mm. one of the better comps that I think we had was Emilio Bonifacio. Oh, Bonifacio. If folks remember him, he, you know, 
kind of a roly-poly guy, and Ruiz kind of has that build to him fast as heck, but he kind of looks a little roly-poly a little bit. You know, it's kind of, you know, he's not he's not a skinny fast guy, but he is fast. He's lightning quick. Luis but, Castillo? What about Luis Castillo, the second baseman, not the current pitcher for the Mariners? Yeah, I mean, that type of a guy. But I think he's got more power than Luis Castillo ever did. But, I mean, Bonifacio one year had something like six or eight home runs, too. You know, wow. you luck into that when you really lean into one hard, you can luck into one or two. But you're going to have pop-up years like Bonifacio did where he hit like 290 one year and with like six home runs and 30 steals. And that gets everyone thinking, hey, this is going to be an every-year thing. But he's not a good quality starting player that's a guy who should be your utility player and he ends up having a year like that and makes you think hey this is a guy who should be starting for me but he shouldn't he's a really good utility player if that is your guy who is your your top utility guy off the bench you've Mm -hmm. got a good utility player that's a really good guy for that spot he should Uh, not be a starter anywhere Here's Eno's tweet for those of you watching the live show here. We'll keep our faces down here. No, I'll hide our faces. This is fun. For you listening to the podcast, we're sorry, but we'll talk about it out loud. So Eno basically says here in his tweet, Estuary Ruiz, hitting the ball hard is good. Over 95 miles per hour, the league hit 488 with a 954 slugging. Under that number, 221, 259 slugging. Massive difference there. In minor league baseball, Ruiz had a sub 20% hard hit rate. 17.5% K rate, 194 isolated slugging, blah, 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 108 max EV. Here are the most similar major league hitters from last year. And when you pull up the graphic, you see Nick Allen, Geraldo Perdomo, Austin Hedges. Oh! I said Abraham Toro was one of the guys. I do like Toro a bit. He got traded, of course. And Dylan Carlson. So there's some of the cops. Take it all in, Ben. What do you think of all this? God, and and boy, if <laughs> if uh, if you told Cardinals fans that this is all Dylan Carlson would be, I think they would cry um, because <laughs> they're hoping that Carlson becomes a lot more than this. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, I mean this this is this is not a list you want to be on. I mean Austin Hedges, he's there for his defense. Nick Allen is an all-world defender. I mean Geraldo mm-hmm. Perdoma. Very good defender. There's a re- these guys are elite defenders. That's why they're there. That's the other thing we haven't gotten into. Ruiz is really fast. His reviews in center field, not good. His overall grades in center field, not good. Or in the outfield, not good. Up the middle, he's not a very good defender. In the infield, he's fast. Yeah. But he's just, I mean... He's not a guy you want starting every day for defensive purposes either. And so that's the whole thing is a guy like Nick Allen, he can get away with it because his glove is going to provide so much value. You at least have a a zero war player. Even if his offensive war is so negative, his defensive war is at least going to balance it out, if not even get you positive. But I don't know where Ruiz gets that positive value. And that's the scary part. And if you if you're running him out there every day, if he's a every so often player, he can, you know, give you some speed. He can 
luck into those hits every so often, but it's he gets really exposed if he's out there every single day. And by the way, what about we're live here on the Palazzo Podcast? Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Benjamin Chase. Yeah, follow him on Twitter at Big Gentle Ben. Make sure you follow Ben. He's got his top 100 Braves prospect list about to come out. Big Gentle Ben on Twitter. Yes, Twitter didn't go out of business. It still exists. Everybody who freaked out about it, that's old news now. We all move forward, and we're continuing forth because baseball season is hotter than hell right now. And we want to talk. I mean, if you're not on Twitter and all this hot stove action is happening, you're missing out because that's where the news happens. It still does. I don't care what you think about Elon Musk. I don't care either. All I care about is using Twitter because I've made a lot of great connections with friends. I've met Ben through, you know, essentially through Twitter because I met Phil through Twitter. So, Twitter still has positives. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Follow me on Twitter at MJ Govier. Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. But Ben. Give me two. Christian Pache. What about him? Where does he fit into this? You know, Ruiz comes in. Is Ruiz that much of a threat to Pache? I don't think so because what he brings is defense in the outfield. I mean, let's put it this way. The A's found 300-plus plate appearances for Christian Pache, even though he had by far the worst WRC plus in the entire majors for anyone who had that many plate appearances last year. I mean, I think his WRC plus was a 30 something and nobody else had less than a 50 who had 300 plus plate appearances. So, I mean, we're talking, he was by far the worst hitter in the majors who had 300 plus plate appearances and he the reason he was out there was purely because he was that good defensively, even when he was shifted from center to left after Ramon Lariano came back. So if you've got, and and just, if you think about that, you've got Lariano who is an all world defender in center. You can put another guy who is that level of a defender, either in left or right next to him. You're kind of giving yourself some pretty darn nice th- options for your pitchers at least even if you're not helping him at the plate, yeah, you're at least covering some ground in the outfield for him. And maybe you squeak by, you win one to nothing a lot. But that's that's maybe the only way the A's win right now is by winning a few games one to nothing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Who the, hell, who the hell thinks the A's are going to win anything? Nobody. But to win it all, yes, you're uh, probably no. right about that. Oh, I know. Sorry, A's fans. The season's over before it started. Sorry. But... Cal Stevenson's a guy I like, and he is an on-base machine. Mildly mm-hmm. interesting player. He's also an outfielder. I like him, and he showed a little bit of promise, and they got to see more of him as well. And then, of course, we talked about this on last week's show with the Rule 5 draft. The A's drafted Ryan Noda, a guy you mentioned. Now, Noda more of a first mm-hmm. baseman or an outfielder? I, I think what you're going to see is he... And uh, Seth, is it Brown? Seth Brown uh, are going to be the uh, probably the first base DH combo. Okay, there uh, probably is going to how that going to be because really the way that they had it penciled in before Murphy was traded is that Shea Langoliers was their DH. Which I'm sorry, Shea Shea Langoliers is probably you know he he will be their starting catcher. I would probably pencil him in as a top half defensive catcher right now and that's with almost no major league experience you give him a year's worth of a major league experience he very well could be one of the top five defensive catchers he's elite defensively behind the plate 
in raw tools. He just needs the experience of doing it. And he, and he showed flashes of offense last year. Yeah, he showed flashes oh, yeah. of offense. I'm I not mean, saying he's a, I mean, he's, a stud. But. Yeah, he's he's got offensive ability, but I mean, defensively, he is a stud, and that's who they were going to have DHing. I mean, that got just it. tells you something about that team. You know? Yeah, it's just well, they but, still got Ramon Laureano no, think, on this team too, so he'll probably get yeah. traded eventually. But he's still there. He's still there, and so is yeah. there's a bunch of parts here, a bunch of parts that make this interesting. Yeah. Uh, any Tony final Kemp, words here, though? I, I like you know Kemp. But, yeah, Tony yeah. Kemp. Tony Kemp is a fantasy asset at times. I'm not going to deny that, even in 15 team yeah. leagues. But to close out the A's portion here, anything else about the A's? Because I want to move into the other parts of this trade as well. What, the Sean Murphy trade is what we're talking about. Yeah, what I think is interesting here is while he may not directly step into a rotation spot, it is going to be, I won't say almost certain that he has a spot, but he should be very likely Kyle Moeller is almost certainly going to be in that on that pitching staff. And yes. to me, it would make a ton of sense that he is on there in their rotation and finally getting a shot. I, I will tell you the write-up that I had for Kyle Muller is that he keeps getting brought up to the majors, getting one start, sending back down. He's never really gotten the chance to get three, four starts to really get himself acclimated to the majors and see who he is. And that's fair. Truly. That's what a guy needs to kind of see it, see what it is, do it and just kind of get your chance to go out. And if you get your brains beat in once go out and do it again and try to do better the next time. And he's never gotten that second chance. He's also tall though. You don't like tall guys. Well, and this is true, but you know, He's, but he does deserve the chance. You're right. He has not been able to consistently go out there. Both these things are true. Yes, he's tall, but he also has not been given a chance to have 20 starts in a season in the major leagues. So those are both accurate. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true. $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Tarnock and Salinas are the other two pitchers that came from the Braves. I really, I think they're both probably destined for the bullpen, but I think they both, once they transition to the bullpen, they both could be really exciting bullpen arms because they both have very live fastballs with some, uh, they both have a wicked slider. So they move those two into the bullpen and then you're talking about guys. Salinas was, I think, second in all of the minor leagues and strikeouts this year, or maybe third. So mm-hmm. you're talking about guys who have some really good strikeout stuff if you move them into the bullpen. So these are, there's assets here. It's just not what you expect to get for a guy like Murphy. You know, that's to close out the A's end of that. So Yeah, I guess you're right. That's what everybody in baseball has been saying. Everybody on Twitter, all around the industry, people are saying, I can't believe this is the final deal after all the talk Mm -hmm. and all the big moves and the big money spent recently and the opportunity, it seems, to be as ripe as ever for players to maximize returns from other teams, whether it's financially or with assets, which whether you agree with it or not, Oakland got a lot of assets in return. It's just a matter of what they will be. And that's why I phrased the question on our YouTube about who wins this trade in three years. You can't predict it now, but you could take your best guess. And if you believe that Ruiz is a difference maker and that Mueller tends into a solid, well, like even a three, if he gets to a four or a three, in a rotation as a solid guy you could rely on who maybe can have an ERA under four, that's a nice return. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And then if you get those reliever guys to mix in and be, I'm not saying closers, but guys you could rely in as setup guys or spot starters who hang around on the athletics for three to four years, I'd say that's that's okay. It still doesn't blow my socks off, and the X factor to me will still be rubies. It will be. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really what it comes down to because on the Brewer side of things here, Ben – that's it. Brewers gave up. That's Ruiz. All they gave up. <laughs> That's the only and, thing and they got. Only, and they they got Contreras. But, so I mean, they they got a catcher who, I mean, they not only they got an all star catcher. I mean, offensively, bat wise, this is a guy who hit, I mean, twenty home runs with, you know, 
a, a low amount of at bats, but he is developing defensively. He is a, it's only it's only twenty five, right? He's only twenty five. Yeah, and he's he's got the arm. He's not there yet. I think he very well could get there defensively, but you pair him with Victor Caratini, who is there defensively, mm-hmm. and is a guy who, Vic, I mean, I covered Victor Caratini from the time he came into the minors because he was a Braves prospect. He had to learn the position of catcher himself at, because he originally was drafted as a third baseman and transitioned to catcher, and so he had to learn how to be a catcher himself perfect veteran to really work with William Contreras as was you know Travis Darnot so you have another great veteran for Contreras to work with as his partner plus Contreras can serve as a DH when he's not catching but the other thing is they get two live arms out of this deal in Joel Piamps who's he's really he's kind of a ground ball specialist nothing fancy he's going to come in he's going to get you a double play that's his job that's what he's been doing he's i think what 29 30 years old as a reliever nothing special but he comes in he gets ground balls that's what he does but justin jaeger that's i really like what jaeger does jaeger in the in the brave system i've been kind of pumping him a little bit he's an upper 90s guy who knows how to shape his fastball quite a bit and uh you know i think there's some legit interesting stuff that he could be going forward um i just he's what i will say is if he develops in the brave system he could be a good reliever i think he went to the type of system where justin yeager's arm is going to turn into one of those relievers that we look at in three years and go, holy crap, this guy is one of the best relievers in the freaking game because he knows how to manipulate his fastball and he's willing to take lessons and listen to how else can I manipulate the other pitches I have. He's going to the perfect system for this yeah, or for him. And I could just see him ending up being extremely valuable for the Brewers. And we're all going to look back at this and go, they give up estuary ruiz and got that (laughs) that's just that's to me going to be what just blows everyone away is what they got in exchange for giving up that one piece well jaeger's got your classic high strikeout high walk you know commands all over the place right now so he's got to harness that and you know if I could think of anywhere I'd want to be as a pitcher to harness my abilities I think the brewers would be in the top five I really do of all of major league baseball would you agree with that yeah, they're they're definitely on that list. They're on the short list yeah. for sure. I mean, okay. Brewers, Rays, Dodgers. I mean, those are kind of those are definitely three of the the big ones right there. And but yeah, if for his type of stuff, that's definitely a great organization for it. So okay. Uh, oh, here we go. We got a question from Jasper. Do it, MJ. I see you grinning about it. Wait. I'm not driving in a blizzard, first off. By the way, we have commentary here on the live stream for those of you that are listening to the Palazzo Podcast about Jamie driving in a blizzard. He just got home from driving in a blizzard, which Ben is also experiencing, right, Ben? Yeah. I got home from it. I'm 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 I was dumb enough to drive through it in town and survived, you survived though. Here you are. 
I, I got stuck in my driveway, but I, I got through that and now I'm my <laughs> vehicles in the garage. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are still here. Ben never going to go away. Follow yeah. Ben on Twitter, Big right. Gentle Ben. Make sure you check out when it goes live, his top 100 Braves prospect list. I mean, that's 100 Braves prospects, although it will no longer feature Justin Henry Malloy. But that's okay. I can't wait to see what you do with your... If you're going to do a Tigers top 100 prospects list, do you think you could even come up with 100 Tigers prospects? <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm think not. so. I don't think so. They, they actually would probably have a lot more fun prospects to write about because they actually have some that might be 50 or better type prospects but Go Tigers. It, it yeah but depth wise pretty... yeah but see that's just the thing is the Braves are kind of in that boat where I mentioned in, in the write up that I did for the IBWAA uh, earlier this week that the Braves are back where they were after the 2014 season where their system is everyone that I'm writing about is in was drafted in the last two years or is was signed internationally in the last two or three years it's it's really really raw and if it weren't for the if it weren't for the punishment that the braves got in 2017 in the international market um the system would be in a lot better shape but I don't know would they they might have traded some of those guys too you know that's yeah. just the thing is yep. you know they, they would have more fodder to trade but at the same time geez like it's it's kind of scary to think about like what what more would they have to trade away right now but but they have signed some really good players over the last few years now you have to see how they develop them and so well fortunately anyway. there's a new regime at least to develop yeah. them i feel very hopeful about scott harris you know Alex Anthopoulos has been very busy. He traded Justin Henry Malloy. He made this big Sean Murphy deal, and he's got to yeah. compete. You know, the Braves straight up lost to the Phillies, who went to the World Series last year. So that did happen, folks. We're still in that. It's still fresh, but that did happen. In fact, I saw the bat flip today on Twitter that Reese Hoskins did when he crushed Spencer Strider's fastball offering. Bat flip of the year by Reese Hoskins. And that's going to yeah. create a lot of competition between the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets, who, are, will, of course, will dump money wherever they want to, however they want to. The Braves right now are tied for second to last in spending this offseason. <laughs> yeah, because the Mets have, have blown them out of the water, and these other teams spent, are spending. They have spent $1 million this year. There are two teams that have not spent a single dollar on free agency. The Braves have spent $1 million in free agency. And if Jesse Chavez makes the major league team, that turns into $2 million. The Tigers just signed uh, Mr. Lorenzen, so that they finally jumped into the yeah, free agent frenzy. Woohoo! Yeah, Michael Ooh. Lorenzen! Go Tigers! Yeah! I'm yeah, so pumped. I know out, somewhere out there, SP Streamer, Michael Simeone, is happy right now. Shut Shout out to Michael. By the way, guys, I want to mention somebody. I never mentioned this enough. Please follow Rogelio Castillo at Rajcast on Twitter. He runs the Woodward Tigers, and he's officially, he just got into the Baseball Writers Association a few months ago. He actually is in, not just, we're in the internet. Baseball Writer Associates, but he's in the actual one where he could eventually vote on the Hall of Fame. I'm really proud of Rogelio. He's a local Detroit guy. He covers minor leagues, so he knows about what's going on with the minor league system with the Tigers. So check out Rogelio and follow 
Woodward Tigers. There's a Discord and everything. I'll try to share that with you guys later on. I just wanted to give him a shout-out. Uh, we got a couple minutes left, Ben. Uh, we're going to do a show next week, correct? And what are we going to do we next are, week? And we're going to start our off-season prospect reviews. And uh, I have a buddy of mine that I've kind of known for a while, uh, Eric, who's pretty knowledgeable on the Orioles system. And uh, just on so, Adam Fraser today, big signing. Yeah, there you go. See, they're spending big time <laughs> money too. Um, so <laughs> between Kyle Gibson and Adam Frazier, I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, wow, they're gonna have a whole lot of white guys anyway. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> hey, um, now be- I decided to go down the list and just go alphabetically start in uh in the AL East and we'll go, you know, the Braves and the, the Orioles or the AL, the two Eastern divisions. So we'll go the Braves and the Orioles. And between the two of us, we'll be able to cover those two systems pretty well. Uh, kind of a similar format to what we did last year on here, where we'll talk about the top few guys in each system and then talk about a few guys to know that are coming up, uh, that are good to know. Um, and which will be very interesting because I think quite literally you might have the number one system in the majors in the Orioles and the number 30 system in the Braves back in that. <laughs> I right. If, Hell if yeah. The Orioles, if the Orioles aren't number one, they're number two or three. So, I mean, you know, one of the two or three best systems in the majors and the absolute worst system. So it'll be a yes. very interesting contrast in it that will. particular podcast. So we'll have fun with that. So. Okay. Uh, what's his, uh, we got to push his name. What's his name? Eric, we have a full name? Eric, I I do. Eric, I'd my buddy. His, <laughs> it's Eric Birdland is, is is on Twitter, but I'd have to look oh. at it. Um, okay. All right. I've, I've, I've sent him, I've sent him mail before it. I, so I know his last name, but I don't off the top of my head. <laughs> right now, That's okay. We'll promote it during the I week. We'll promote it over the. It's okay, Eric. We'll promote yeah. it over the next seven days. We really want to step it up here. Eric will be a preview, and then uh, we'll take the following week off because it's a Christmas break, recharge our batteries, give you a little taste there the week before, and then we'll go full bore in the new year. We're going to have a lot for you. We're going to – I'm going to raise the stakes. You know, there's a lot of things I want to do to step things up, and we only want to try to bring you the most honest coverage possible. You know, Ben's always about keeping it real when it comes to prospect and minor leaguers and dynasty talk. We're not here to inflate players who are already inflated by the prospect industrial complex. It already exists. We're here to offer something in contrarian, in contrast to that, right? We don't want to just give you, you know, Gunnar Henderson. Everyone knows about Gunnar Henderson. He probably could be the AL Rookie of the Year this year. I don't think he qualified, right? Did he qualify for it bats last year? Is he still under 130? He's still under 130, and so I mean, okay, so he's in play. The top two in the Orioles system is pretty. Everyone agrees it's number three that's a question, and they probably have three guys that a lot of people would say are are their number three guy, but those number three guy, I think they're going to have three guys that are probably top 20. Wow. There are five guys that are probably top 20 to 25, which is kind of ridiculous to think about how good that system is. So it's a matter of who do you like is their third best. Um, So it'll be a fun conversation next week because Eric's got a, a pretty easy, <laughs> pretty easy system to cover right yeah. now. But it's not been that way for the entire time I've known him because he's had some rough systems to cover over the years. So 
Well, good. He deserves it then. He's due. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Orioles are a lot of fun. The only good things happening with the Orioles going forward. Very exciting time to be an Orioles fan. And we hope you join us next yeah. week here the Plausible Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like the video and the YouTube. Join us in the Discord. The Discord link is in the description of this video. It's real easy to find. You can talk to Ben about prospects or anybody else, whatever it is, off-season transactions, more hot stove action. You know, Christmas is coming up, so I think we'll probably see a, you know, we had a lot of signings. I think we'll see kind of a, a freeze here. You know, the remaining Scott Boris clients. I mean, Densby Swanson is still out there. I don't know if he's not a Scott Boris client, that, is he? You know, every, everyone's been talking about how they're ex- expecting him to sign. He got married last Saturday. Oh. He literally well, no is rush. still on his honeymoon. Wow. So the only everyone's like, well, he's got to be talking to this person or that person. No, the only person that anyone is talking to right now is Dansby Swanson's agent. Dansby is on his honeymoon. <laughs> like, if you follow his Instagram at all, he's on his honeymoon right now. <laughs> he's not talking <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> yeah. His agent might be talking to people, but no. <laughs> I saw so, a great thing from David Sampson, who I'm not really a fan of David Sampson, the former. Marlins front office guy. He's got his own show on CBS Sports. Mm -hmm. But he does tell some honest stories about inside baseball. And he told the story about negotiating. He broke it down. What it's like to negotiate with Scott Boris. There's a great video on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's basically like a two and a half minute clip where Samson kind of isolates the Scott Boris negotiating experience. And he gives the example of the Anthony Rendon contract in 2019. Uh Remember right before... He signed with the Angels after the Nationals won the World Series. And really interesting stuff. So check that out on Twitter. If I have the link, I'll drop it in the Discord, too. But I love this stuff. We're going to see more of it. We'll talk next week. He's Benjamin Chase. Follow him on Twitter. Big, gentle Ben. The good American that he is. Surviving a blizzard as we speak. Still doing this show. That says a lot about you, my friend. And, of course, I'm at MJ Govier. Plausible Podcast. Two L's and two Z's. That's how it always goes. two. Everybody, thanks for jumping in the live chat. We'll go back to the Discord now where we spend the rest of our days, and we'll catch you guys next time on the Palazzo Podcast. Power prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.